Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Cyber 321, making cybersecurity as simple as 321. I'm Sam Glynn and it is Friday, March 31st, 2023. This week, two more fines from Ireland's Data Protection Commission and now even Europol is worried about chat GPT. Okay, let's get started. Uh, Number three, Centric Health, an Irish medical group with about 400,000 patients, has been fined €460,000 by Ireland's data protection regulator, the DPC, following the inadvertent destruction of about 2,500 patient files and other data deletions that occurred during a cyber attack. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal, the organisation was the victim of a ransomware attack in 2019. The attack resulted in the records of 70,000 patients being temporarily unavailable, but due to problems with the organisation's backups, the records of 2,500 patients were unrecoverable and had to be manually created, which took an extended length of time. During its efforts to recover from the attack, crucial logging data was also deleted, reducing the organisation's ability to identify when the attackers gained access and whether any data had been stolen by the attackers. Brian Honan of BH Consulting is quoted in the article as saying that this was a combination of poor instant response and data breach response practices, combined with a lack of good backup. As he says, your responsibilities in dealing with the GDPR aren't just about prevention. It's also about how you respond and protect the rights of an individual once a breach has happened. I've said before that dealing with a cyber attack is stressful, uh, but dealing with a data protection investigation is a different type of stress, which tends to be even more prolonged than the recovery from the original attack. I can help if you need to check that you have appropriate measures in place to reduce the likelihood and impact of such an attack. And on to article number two this week. And this is that Bank of Ireland has been fined three quarters of a million euro by the same Data Protection Commission following an investigation into 10 data breaches involving the bank's online banking system and app. According to a report by RTE, it appears that flaws in the bank's technology and processes resulted in users of the online banking platform having access to other people's accounts. In total, 136 accounts were involved in the breaches, which did not result in any financial losses to the account holders. It's a good story to remind us that not all data breaches arise from cyber attacks and not all cyber risks come from cyber attackers. And on to number one this week, and that is that ChatGPT makes everyone better, including cyber criminals. And this comes from Europol, the EU's law enforcement agency, which recently issued a report that warns us about fraud, cybercrime and disinformation which will all become easier because of innovations like ChatGPT. As reported recently in the journal, Europol warns that ChatGPT's ability to draft highly realistic text makes it a useful tool for scammers and can be used to mimic language patterns and style of speech. In addition to generating human-like language, ChatGPT is capable of producing code in a number of different programming languages, extending the capabilities of even the most low-skilled cyber attacker. Let's be careful out there. Okay, on to the other things I've talked about this week. The first one was an incident with a bird feeder 
reminded me of a few lessons from the cybersecurity world. I have a couple of bird feeders hanging on a tree in my back garden and in my never ending quest to avoid real gardening, I love to watch the constant flow of birds stopping by to have a snack. Unfortunately, I'd often see one of the feeders on the ground emptied of its precious contents, even on days when there wasn't a gust of wind and I could never understand why. But then the other day I saw why. It was those bloody crows, the real bad guys of the feeder world. They had figured out how to lift the loop handle of the feeder using their beaks, moving it to the end of the branch before dropping it to the ground, causing it to tip over and empty its bird seed all over the ground. It took me about four seconds to find a way to defend against the attackers. I simply moved the feeder to another location on the tree where I could hang the loop of the feeder across two branches. This means that I do need two hands to remove the feeder now because I need to pull the two branches together so I can get the loop out. So it's slightly inconvenient, but it's certainly far more secure. I can see that the crows have tried to figure it out, but they're unable to pull the loop through the two branches simultaneously. So while they've tried to figure it out, they're no match for my MBA, my multi-branch authentication. You may ask what this has got to do with cybersecurity, and it's a very simple one. Never underestimate the significant value of simple defences. And not only one lesson this week from my personal life, but there was a second one. When on Sunday night at about eight o'clock, I was one of over 500 people in my town who found out what operational resilience means. It was at that moment that the headmaster of the local school had to send a message to the parents of 500 children, informing them that the school had no electricity and we wouldn't know until about 8.30 the following day on Monday if the power could be restored in time for the school to open. Uh, it reminded me of Italia 90 when the whole country waited to see if Packy Bonner, the Irish goalkeeper, could save a Romanian penalty to send the Irish soccer team into the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Uh, in similar situation, over 500 parents in the local town had to wait 12 hours to find out the result. Unfortunately, the power wasn't restored in time, so the school had to remain closed for the day, impacting a lot of us and our childcare situation. And this was the second time in less than a month that this situation had arisen. As it turned out, the root cause was completely outside of the headmaster's control. And yet I'm sure he felt accountable for the problem, even though he had no responsibility for it. I just hope that the parents realise it really was outside his control. The root cause was that the school is currently operating from a temporary building while a new school is built. And in fact, this new school was being built or talked about since about Italian 90. But anyway, this temporary building has been in use since last Easter, so almost 12 months. But the rocket scientists involved in commissioning the building had not yet managed to connect it to the electricity network. And if you follow news headlines in Ireland, a cynic might say that this was because someone didn't get the necessary backhander. But anyway, as a result, the school was dependent on a diesel generator for all of its power. So whenever the generator failed, the school closed. These same rocket scientists also did not believe a second backup generator would be necessary. As far as they were concerned, operation resilience in a building housing 50 staff and 500 children uh, was unnecessary and operation resilience was an optional extra. So what has this got to do with cybersecurity? Well, things like DORA, the Digital Operational Resilience Act, 
will force financial services organisations to get better at operational resilience. Clearly, the regulators believe operational resilience is important. And now at least 500 people in my local town understand why. Anyway, that's it for this week. Until next time, take care.